Yo, yo, what's poppin' world? Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Ballin' Tunes. So, today is Thursday, so you know we're gonna be talking about the tunes, the music. Um, I'm gonna decide, I'm gonna venture off a little bit and not gonna talk about too much of hip-hop today. I'm just gonna talk about music in general today. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna kick off with album that I've been jamming for about two weeks straight, bruh, and that's the Lauryn Hill MTV Unplugged album. I just want to dive into how, just how important that album is and what it can do for a lot of people out there. So yeah, we're going to dive into Lauryn Hill um, Unplugged starting off. Then we're going to dive into um, probably my favorite era of music, which was um, the, new, the New Jack era, the New Jack Swing era, and... Um, you know, just just kind of touch up on it and just talk about it and just kind of acknowledge what it meant for the music world and for the pretty much the black community, I feel. So, yeah, we're going to dive into New Jack. And um, lastly, we're going to leave last in the up. We're going to leave the last segment up in the air. I'm just going to let that one come to me. I think I did that last time, too. We're going to let the third segment come to me. So, yeah, man, we're going to kick it off with um, talking about Lauryn Hill and the um, MTV Unplugged album. Y'all. Lauryn Hill was so important musically, man. Um, she was one of those artists that you just knew wouldn't make it mainstream because she was just too authentic. She wasn't going to be fabricated. She wasn't going to be watered down. And she was just honestly, and I'm going to take it to a spiritual level, she was just full of the Holy Spirit, man. And when you're so authentic and you're so true to yourself and you're so open to um, constructive criticism and you just pretty much want to be great at all costs, you know, the the industry can be just, uh, um, can be a scary place for you. And it can be, I feel, you know, a big toxic. And you just, when you're just so keen on just being authentic, you know, you're not even going to want to touch the industry. That's why you see most artists similar to um, Lauryn Hill, like, um, that's so conscientious. Um, guys like probably Kendrick and, you know, the Nas's and the Outkast, well, Andre 3K for sure. You see them, they usually aren't really in the spotlight too much. They pretty much do what they do. You know, they do what they do. They drop their track or they drop their verse. And they just go under their little rock again. I mean, I give Kendrick a lot of credit because he's so conscientious, but he's kind of been the most balanced out, you know, conscientious superstar that we've had. You know, he hasn't let the industry change him, change him at all. But in the same token, you know, he's just he's just balanced it out. For the most part, he's bounced out better than, you know, anybody that I've seen in a while. So, um, but yeah, man, that this album was just so, so, so important. And it's catching me at a perfect time in life in terms of, you know, um, in terms of, you know, spiritual guidance. You know, that's probably the most underrated part about it, because at the end of the day, it's it's a um, it's a live album. So with that being said, you know, you have. She have a lot of interludes on it, and um, she's just so spiritually inclined on here, man. Um, she just gives so much insight on um, for, on the spiritual aspect, and I'm gonna play a few of them today. But 
she she was also just heavenly on the guitar as well. I mean, there's a track called Just Like Water that just is in, just, just heavenly intoxicating. It'll just take you to a whole different place. But, um, yeah, she was, um, she was just so open on this album, man. And I feel like that was another important thing about it, too. She was just so open and humble. And it was, I want to say... It was she got some grief because you know she was so emotionally open and she cried and she did this and she did that. But man, that sometimes I just feel like that's necessary. You know, everybody don't have to see your highlight reel. Everybody don't have to see, you know, that you're doing all good. You know, that's what made Lauren so relatable, especially after this album. She just let it be known that, you know, we're all going through something. And you know, with that being said, she just poured her heart out on this album. Like, it was just so authentic. It was so raw. It was so real. And it was so necessary. And, you know, I would love for Lauren to come back and give us give us some more of this. Because, you know, the industry definitely needs it. Because, you know, she's, like I said, she, she, dropped, she dropped her two albums and she just she disappeared from us. And, you know, like I said in the beginning, she just... I don't feel she, her. She was too much of an authentic genius to be a part of this type. This, this, to be a part of this music industry, um, she she was just too raw, and she wasn't let. She wasn't gonna let any record label or anybody, you know, in her circle at that time, you know, water her down or fabricate her in any way. And though she get, might get criticism for criticism for you know criticized for it, let me say that. I respect her. I res, I respect that aspect of her and her being so true to her art that she won't allow anybody to um water or fabricate you know her art down so um i know for a fact she's still um she's still cooking up some heat in the um in the lab you know i actually saw that drake if i'm mistaken uh, on twitter they said drake was um seen or sighted in, in the studio with her so um yeah, I know she's still in the lab cooking up some heat, but I just want to dive into this. I'm not going to talk too, too much on this on this episode because I'm just, I'm so in love with the music that I'm going to be talking about that I just want y'all to hear some music. So I'm going to play, well, no, actually, I'm going to play, um, no, nah, I'm going to just play, I'm going to play a track for y'all. I'm going to play a track for y'all um, off of that album. So this one, we're going to dive into a tune and, um, we're gonna we'll be back. We'll be back. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back, world. That was Lauren Hill, just like water. That was from the um unplugged album. Um, did you just hear how angelic she is on the guitar? Like Every t- I played that track for about two days straight, and it just it just takes me to an entirely different place. Like it takes me from this realm, this earthly realm. I love that track. I love it. She um she's just a whiz on the uh, on the on the guitar, man, with the strings. So yeah, shout out. That was Lauren Hill, just like water. Um, so I was thinking that what I'll do today is I'm just gonna touch up just pretty much touch up on two topics or two um, categories of music that um, 
that I've been wanting to talk about. But these two is going to really need, you know, episodes of their own. So today is just going to be the introduction for probably the next two episodes. And that's going to be, I'm going to talk about the Lauryn Hill Unplugged album. And just Lauryn Hill, period. Not just an Unplugged album, you know. Um, Fuji Lauryn Hill, X Factor, uh, not X Factor, the Miseducation Lauryn Hill. I'm just going to talk about her, you know, alone on the probably the next episode. Um, and this next topic as a whole, I can probably talk about this forever, honestly, and that's the New Jack era. Um, how, or excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm eating some noodles, I mean, some ramen noodles. So, if you hear just some little bit of smacking, I'm sorry, but yeah, the New Jack era. Um, give me, give you a little history of how I was introduced to it. I was introduced to the new New Jack era by my father. My dad was a big, big New Jack guy. He, um, he would always play the, um, the guys, Teddy Riley, um, just Aaron Hall when he was, you know, by himself. Um, Excuse me, the Mint Condition, the um, Bobby Browns, just the New Jack era. He always played it around me when I was young. I was every bit of probably six, seven years old. And I didn't know that it would stick to me like a freaking disease because I was so young. But I'm 26 right now, and this was over 20 years ago when he would play it around me. And New Jack is easily my best, my favorite kind of music, like, the New Jack era as a whole is not just music, you know, you gotta consider, you know, movies, you know, even sports, you know, the New Jack era was just a, um, a phenomenon, it was, just, it just swept the nation for the most part, and I, um, I love the New Jack era because it was so balanced that you know it was never ending almost you know new jack era had hip-hop it had r&b it had fast up-tempo r&b and it had slow jam r&b so you got the um uh you got maybe full force shout out to full force if you don't know full force they were the um, they were the bullies on House Party, the three big cock diesel dudes. Yeah, that full force. Like they sung, but they gave you the up tempo, you know, dance, get on the dance floor R and B. So you had your full forces of the world, and then you had Jodeci, you had you know Backstreet, you know, you had guys that can give you slow jams when you with your lady. That type of New Jack. They had that type of New Jack R and B as well. And so New Jack was just so balanced and just so wide and it was so fresh and it was so black that it just stuck with me. It stuck with me like a freaking disease, man. And I tell you, I'm telling you, I can talk about New Jack all day long, but this is just going to be an intro to it. And I'm going to, I'm going to play, I'm going to play a lot of tunes today. You know, some of my favorite New Jack, some of my favorite New Jack tracks. So, we'll be back. I'm going to play a tune, and we'll be right back. Let me finish my noodles, bruh.
Yo, 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 folks, what's happening? We are back. That was full force. Ain't my type of hype. Hey, man, look. We did a dance in Elite. Pretty sure you remember talking about Elite in the first episode. Well, talking first episode of Tunes, let me say that. And, bro, that was one of my favorite dances that we ever did, man, because I told you I'm a New Jack fanatic, and I love the house parties. I love, you know, just everything about New Jack. And Full Force, man, I when I found out that they were the guys, because if you remember correctly, Full Force was, I mean, Ain't My Type of Hype was the track that played in the first house party when Kid and Play um, did the battle at, at the house. And um, I was totally just flabbergasted when I found out that the big cock diesel dudes was the guy singing this. Like, these dudes look like they weigh 250, you know, just solid. And they just singing with these high-pitched voices. Well, Pee-wee, that's different. Pee-wee, he talked high-pitched, you know, whatever like that. But the other two, I never expected them to be, you know, these high-pitched high singing cats. But, yeah, man, that was full force, man. Ain't my type of height, one of my favorite New Jack tracks. And I feel so horrible because I opened up the segment talking about New Jack and I ain't even talk about the guys who really spearheaded New Jack and who were responsible for New Jack. I just talked about how it was introduced to me. So that's what I'm going to take this time out to do right now. Just talk about, you know, the guys that spearheaded New Jack and it was none other than the Teddy, the great, the great Teddy Riley, Teddy Riley and Bernard Bell. These guys were responsible for the New Jack movement. If you don't know Teddy Riley, go look him up. The guy's a freaking legend in the game. I, was, I, kind of, I, honestly, I honestly feel like Teddy's a little bit underappreciated. Teddy was responsible for a lot in terms of just R&B in the late 80s and mid-90s period. But he spearheaded the entire New Jack movement. And, you know, he's part of the uh, legendary group guy with Aaron Hall. And um, also part of Backstreet as well. Um, well, I'm saying Backstreet, Black Street. I'm sorry, Black Street. He was a part of that legendary group as well. And yeah, man, Teddy, Teddy Riley was responsible for spearheading the whole New Jack movement. Um, there was it, he he totally hit the ground running with it, and you know he's just responsible for so many artists black artists for sure being able to succeed in that time because they just picked up this um this sound and ran with it from the likes of janet jackson um of course guy al b shore bobby brown um wrecking effect that was that was another group that um teddy riley was a part of new edition um Tevin Campbell, um, Christopher Williamson, even Michael came, even Mike, the great Michael Jackson, the late great Michael Jackson came back on the scene and um, he was a part of the New Jack movement. Usher, in the beginning of his career, part of the New Jack movement. Um, Aaliyah, R. Kelly, like the artists just, you can go on and on. Mary J, just, it's heavy D. Uh, and it's MC Hammer, of course. You just the 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 names that was behind New Jack, just they're just timeless figures, man. And that's why I just love the era as a whole because it was just so wide, it was so fresh, it was so original, and it was just it was a 
perfect blend of hip hop and R&B. Like it was the era was just it was a it was a meshing of hip hop and R&B. Like it it just gelled them two together, and we had never seen it before, and I, it won't ever be duplicated. And I get a lot of grief, and this can actually be a segment for another day. I get a lot of grief for bashing Bruno Mars because I feel Bruno is a great artist. Don't get me wrong. He's a great artist. Now, I'm gonna get, not going to get too deep into it because I feel like this can be a segment for another day. But I get bashed. I get bashed a lot for not really rocking with Bruno too tough because Bruno can be looked at somewhat as a culture vulture. This can be a little, little bit controversial. I'm sorry. But he can get looked at as a culture vulture to me because, you know, he kind of he's kind of taking the New Jack sound and just kind of, you know, taking it and run with it. And I hate I'm not nowhere near. Well, I'm saying I'm going to say it like this. I feel New Jack was pro black. And that's just the God on truth. I feel New Jack was for the African-American community. It was very important for the African-American community as well because it was positive. It was all about the party. It was all about the, you know, positive energy. And it wasn't talking about, you know, gang banging and shooting and killing each other. It was just all about uplifting the, the party, the party theme and the having fun. And... You know, but it was it was for us. I looked at I looked at New, um, New Jack as for us, and you know when guys like Bruno come in, no disrespect to Bruno because he's a great artist. You know I'm not knocking him the artist. I'm just talking about this specific, you know, part of his career where he kind of takes this takes the New Jack, and you know I feel like by now you should have, you know, at least reached out, paid some homage to Teddy Riley because without Teddy Riley and if I'm wrong and I may be wrong I may be wrong if I'm wrong y'all feel free when y'all tune in y'all bash me y'all set me right if I'm wrong let me know but I have not heard of any homage being paid directly to Teddy Riley by Bruno Mars and that's a problem with me because Teddy is responsible for a lot of your sound not all of it because bruno is he doesn't just stick to new jack he's a very he, he's he has a various of uh type of styles that he bring to the um to his um to his platform to his you know his sound so i i know new jack is not his entire thing but it's a big part of who he is and at who he is as an artist let me say that and if you're not paying homage to someone like Teddy Riley who spearheaded it. I have a problem with that, you know. So it's bad enough, you know. You're not even, you're not even part of the um, part of the community that it was made for, for the most part. And you know, you're really out here just taking advantage of it. So if I'm wrong, let me know. But from my knowledge, I, I haven't heard him do any of that. So yeah, man. But. That was Ain't My Type of Hype by Full Force. And like I said, that was one, that's one of my favorite New Jack tracks, man. And I like I said, today is just going to be a little taste of, you know, what's to come in terms of the next few episodes talking about music. You know, we're going to talk about Lauren Hill and we're going to talk about New Jack. Um, so, this is what we're going to do. We're going to... That's, that's, that's going to be it for today because I just want to give you a little smidget 
of, you know, what's to come. So I'm still going to give you guys another tune. I'm going to give you guys, we're going to hop to a little bit more New Jack. And I'm going to see you on Tuesday. We're going to talk ball. Then Thursday, we're going to hop back into the music. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to go with New Jack or we're going to go with Lauren Hill. Um, I'll decide that later. But I'm going to give you guys another tune. But I will see you Tuesday. So peace and blessings. Y'all have a good one.